Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Train, 
and JB. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Happy holidays, fellas. What's happening? Exactly. Happy holidays, JB. There you go. Y'all just went the simple, safe route, right? You know. <laughs> hearing me over here struggle. Hey, it's easier yeah. that way, man. <laughs> you know cover all the grounds like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it does get. I, I remember I worked with this lady. I actually didn't like her. I really didn't like her. But she would wear a shirt at Christmas time at a Christmas party at at um at work, and we don't work together anymore. And I haven't seen her since she left, and I'm happy to say that. But and the shirt would say, um, um, don't be offended, but I say Merry Christmas. You know, like she was looking for a fight. She was looking to antagonize. You know, I ain't trying to antagonize, but you should be okay to say whatever you want to say. Nobody should take it personal. Somebody came up to me and said, Happy Hanukkah. I wouldn't be upset with him. You know, I'd be like, Hey, Happy Hanukkah to you too. You know, like I would, exactly. you know, I, life ain't that serious. You know, but say whatever you want. I, I, I don't care, you know. But anyway. So how y'all doing, man? Did y'all have a good? Well, I didn't know about my brother because we we chatted, but Doctor Train, man, did you have a good uh good holiday week here? Yes, I did, man. It was it was enjoyable. Uh, mm-hmm. everything went fine. Okay, really well. Okay. And me and my wife sat here. I think one had to be my most memorable moment is we we bought gifts for each other and we just sat here and opened our gifts with each other, you know what I'm saying? It was it was pretty cool. It was a very happy moment. Man, that's nice, man. That's 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 nice, man. First Christmas. I was, I was together, to so. I, I was going down that road, man. First Christmas. <laughs> Mr. Mrs. man, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Man. Oh. yeah. <laughs> that's that Bill Don't you do it. That's that Bill Cosby back in the day. Just down the just down the can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Well, you know, me and JB have went down the married road once. Um, we both have different results to speak of, but the same outcome. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> just, just, you know, just the path to the outcome was very different. And I'll just leave that. And I'll leave that that right there. And let your imagination wander. But um, who knows, man? You know, I mean, I put you this way. I put you this way. I, 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 if I never got married again, I wouldn't be mad. You know what I'm saying? Because I've already done it. I know what it feels like. I lived it. So, like, I don't feel like my life, you know, was, was missing something. You know, like, it's like people that don't have kids. You know, some people just don't want to have kids. And that's okay. But kids ain't something you can undo. Once you have it, it's done, right? So you either have kids or you don't. And if you don't, then you live with the fact that you don't have kids, right? But marriage, you know, you, you get married and, and, you know, you know, it doesn't work out. You do what you got to do. And then you can do it again if you want or you don't have to. But if I don't, I, you know, I'm okay. You know, and if I do, I do. But if I don't, I'm okay. You know, I, I've experienced it. You know, and um, that said, though, Dr. Train, I wish you none but, you know, much, much happiness and success. You know what I'm saying? I, that's all I want. For Appreciate you. it, brother. You know, I live by, I live my married life vicariously through Dr. Train. You know what I mean? I did that one. <laughs> I certainly did that one, especially the honeymoons yes, there, brother. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm glad y'all were there with me. <laughs> Man, talking about Fiji, I could barely spell Fiji. 
Would you like the water? Yeah. <laughs> That's about all I could do, and I'd be like, that might be too rich for even my blood. So, yeah, bring it on. You know, that's one of the things about Facebook is really getting to see, you know, I have a friend of mine, another friend, he's in Fiji, you know, I look at his pictures, I saw your pictures, you know, and it's like being able to see all the trips and things people do. Like, I like that part of Facebook. I don't like some of the other Mm -hmm. crap that's on Facebook, or as my brother would say, crap that's on Facebook. But, you know what I mean? But I like that. I like things like that, like when y'all got married, you know, training and sharing the videos and the pictures, you know, like, I like that kind of stuff. To me, that, like, you know, unfortunately, I couldn't be there, right? So the next best thing was, you know, watch the updates and see things, and it felt good. It's like, yeah, my boy, you know, that's my boy right there, yeah, you know? And, and, <laughs> and, and it's good, you know? And I, you know, and I think to me, and I know we both get to football, we getting there, ladies and gentlemen, we getting there. Um, but to me, that's what social media is all about. You know, it's, it's it's just turning into, which is okay. I guess, you know, well, I'm just one person with an opinion. But that's the part of social media I like. When I see all the other crap and garbage, I have a friend of mine, um, just just a friend. She's a friend. She's real cool people. And um, her name is Jen. Jen works out. And Jen is very muscular, you know, for a woman. She's really muscular. And that's her thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what she does. It don't do nothing for me, but that's what that's her world. So ain't good for you, girl. But you get dudes on there telling her she look like a man and all that. And I'm just like, really, what's the point of that? Don't just move on. You don't even have to you don't even have to say anything. You know, if you're gonna take the time to insult somebody, then don't even bother. Just move on. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the part about social media that I can't stand. But anyway, I digress, man. I, I digress. I got on the wrong road. We need to be talking football. Hey, me, Commissioner T, the Madden Voice, here with Dr. Train, here with JB. Uh, K-Star will not be joining us tonight again. Hey, that's on him. We're going to move on and do what we do. So, um, hey, I started the, the, the ads that went out, and um, a lot of people got some responses on uh, social media um, about, about the ads to, uh, to the show. And I put out who can beat the Cowboys and the Patriots. Um, now, you know, I, I said it that way because Cowboys are the number one seed. Um, I feel, you know, that it's fairly likely that the Patriots will be the number one seed. I think anyone, anybody who's bet, a betting person, um, yes, the Raiders still have a chance. But with Carr out, we'll get to that in a little bit. And it, it just, you know, Raiders, it, come on. Yeah, let's just, 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 we'll get to that in a minute. But it looks like the Raiders are going to be the number one seed. Cowboys are the number one seed. And we know the chances of a number one seed going to Super Bowl are pretty strong, right? So, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the, the Cowboys sitting at 13 and 2, the Raiders, uh, the, the Patriots sitting at 13 and 2. I'm like, man, who's going to knock these guys off? You know, it's kind of like the theme of the night. Like, as we look ahead, who's going to knock these guys off? And I already got to get anybody, any decent team can beat the Cowgirls. Really? Really? The only one team has beat them this year, so I don't know what the heck that's talking about. Yeah, they beat them twice, but it's the same team. Everybody else failed miserably. And I don't know if y'all saw that game last night, but I'll just say, damn! My team Mm -hmm. is strong. I'm just going to leave that right there. I'm going to leave that right there for a minute. Let's talk about the hot news, and we'll get back to the Cowboys and Patriots playoffs. We're going to talk about the injuries, what should the Cowboys 
and the Patriots do all the Patriots still got have something to play for. But it's really like the Cowboys and like the Steelers, you know, teams that don't have anything left to play for. What should they do? We're going to talk about that. Um, but let's talk about the hot news. Um, you know, we already know Jeff Fisher got hired. I'm sorry, fired. And since, and since our last show, Gus Bradley, to no surprise, has gotten fired. Um, but today, the Ryan brothers are both gone, um, fired from the uh, New York, I'm sorry, the uh, Buffalo Bills. Um, I guess, I guess, you know, we've talked about these coaches. I, I guess the question would be, is there any surprise? We, we don't really need to spend any time on Gus Bradley. Um, <laughs> we, have, uh, we have beat up the Jacksonville Jaguars enough on this show, and um, we will see what happens in the future, um, you know. But uh, well, let me let me ask a different question. I'm gonna change my question to Mitch Train. I'm gonna change my question. I'm gonna go to Dr. Train first. We already have three head coaches gone. Season ain't over over yet. What is the coaches getting fired this late in the season? Why? Like I, I and this is really an honest question for me. What is the point? And I don't know if you have an opinion on this. Does it make sense? I mean, Gus Bradley got fired. At the end of the game, it was an away game, and they fired him at the end of the game, and then sent him home with his team on the same plane. They couldn't even wait for him to get home to fire him. They fired him at the end of the. I'm trying to understand why. Why are there, you know, firings with one or two weeks to go? Number one, I guess I would ask, instead of just wait till the season ends. And then number two. Somebody help me understand why firing this guy at the end of the game, an away game, before he even got on the plane, you couldn't even wait for him to get home and do it. Train, I'm asking your thoughts on this. Um, I don't know if I necessarily have two thoughts on it, but the one thing that comes to mind for me, man, is that uh, uh, to me it's all things that are just a lack of respect and for the hard work that those guys do try to put in to keep their jobs. They're not trying to get fired, you know what I'm saying? But uh, just the way they're the way they're firing coaches now is one not giving them time to develop the team, not really giving them a fair chance, and two just before the season end, it really doesn't make too much sense to me, especially if you're not considering an interim as the person that's going to take the head coaching job. Just let the dude finish out the season, you know what I'm saying? Win or lose that last game, it doesn't make a big difference, but you. Unless you're in the playoff front, and you're in the playoff front, you're not even firing the head coach. So I don't. I, I the, my my part that I'm struggling with is just uh, is just uh, just a lack of respect, man. Just a lack of respect for for the work that those guys put in. You know, yeah, we're fans, and we'll sit back and say what a horrible decision you made, but those guys put in work. Okay, JB. I'm still trying to piece a lot of this together myself. The whole Bradley with the Jaguars thing, complete debacle. That's just that's just mismanaging a situation about as poorly as you can do it. So I'll put that to the side. Uh, as far as some of these other firings that happened in the latter three or latter quarter of the season, I think it kind of goes back partially and could be to a discussion that you and I had to you a couple of weeks ago about college coaches wanting to try and get out there and see if they can start to do their little recruitment of their own before the mad rush begins. That could be a part of it as well. Uh, it could be just the fact that, you know what, need a clean house, need a clean, clean house now, and just get the whole process started. I'm not a huge fan of it. I think just let it ride out. 
And when you make your decision that, that that Monday after all the games are done, that's usually when all the firings take place, and that's what I would expect to see happen. But I'm not a fan of anything happening prior to because I can't see two or three weeks making a huge difference in your hiring process to begin with. So I And I agree with both of you. They, these guys put in a ton of work. They're not trying to get fired, so at least let them finish the season out before you do anything else. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean – I don't have a problem with firing mid-season. Like Wade Phillips got fired um, mid-season with the Cowboys several years ago. Um, the team was gone, just got spanked by the Packers. It was ugly. Um, I watched his press conference after, and he just looked like a defeated head coach, and it was sad. And then the next day he was fired, and I was – I never really liked him as a head coach anyway because um, he just not – he's just not he, – he did – you know, I never knew what Jerry Jones, why he hired him as a head coach because he was never a successful head coach. So why would you replace follow-up Bill Parcells with Wade Phillips? Just made no sense to me. You know, like you went from a legend, you know, to Wade Phillips. But anyway, I digress. But so that was a good – firing to me because the team was lost the team had no fight left in them and Wade just looked defeated and it was just like we need to end everyone's hurting here no you know what I mean like it was time um Jacksonville was still fighting you know Buffalo's still fighting you know um I don't know about the Rams I I think that might be one I'm kind of okay with you know um and maybe, Jay, maybe that is it. Maybe they want to get ahead of the curve and get a week or two head start on um, – I mean, it would have to be college coaches because you can't talk to any coordinators yet, unless, I guess unless the team gives you permission. But, um, you know, they, I guess that could be it. Um, but I just I, – you know, I wish, I wish we knew. But what really has rubbed me the wrong way is – which is why I don't really want to talk about them – is the fact that – Bradley, the way Bradley got let go. Now, we, we have not done Gus Bradley any favors on this show. But that said, to fire him um, on the road before he got on the plane. Like, like okay, if, you, if there was something behind the scenes that we don't know about, right, and it needed to happen with that doubt, then to me, don't put him back on that plane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, get him get a different ride home, and then, and then you know, don't let him sitting on that plane with with that humiliation of I'm the fired head coach. You know, to me, send him home separately, and then he can go pack his shit his own way. He can figure out how he wants to say goodbye to everybody. You got to sit there and you know, think about it for a minute. You got fired. Now you got to go on a two hour flight back, or however many hour flight it was, back home, and you got and they all know you got fired. How'd they know? Because it was on social media. <laughs> Just got to talking about social media, right? So the players found out, not because the general manager announced it, not because the coach got to tell them, because one of the players went on social media and saw that Bradley had just gotten fired. So I just think that whole thing was just, was just terrible. And, and I think organizations need to really pay attention to that moving forward. I agree with you guys. These, these coaches are working hard. I mean, I mean, you're getting paid five, six million dollars a year. You should be working hard. Um, but let's give them some respect. This, this, is, this coaching has kind of turned into, you know, 
almost a 12-month-a-year job, right? I mean, after the Super Bowl and all of that, I think these guys might take a little bit of time off, but then pretty soon they're getting out to, what, the senior bowls and all these other things going on and scouting, and then the next thing you know, you got OTAs and you got, you know, and they're back at it. So they don't really get a lot of time off. So I think I agree with you guys. There should be a little more respect here. Um, Who's next? Dr. Train, back to you. Bradley, Jacksonville, gone. Fisher, Rams, gone. Ryan, Buffalo Bills, gone. That's three down. We've got one week left in the season. And so um, next Monday, which is January 2nd, is Black Monday. Because remember, there's no Monday night football the last week of the season. So all the games will be uh, over the weekend. And um, who's next? Train? Thoughts? Uh, <laughs> man, next to get fired? Whew. Gosh. Um, it, it, it's, I, I would definitely probably put Marvin Lewis up there on the, on the, on the chopping block as a possibility. And honestly, if Detroit don't make the playoffs, I hate to see Caldwell go like that. You know, I'm all for, for brothers keeping, you know, keeping their position, but I don't know if they're going to be patient with him. Okay. JB? Yeah, those are two names that come to mind also. Uh, I would also look out for, um, what's going to call it out with the Colts there? Uh, <laughs> I want to say Grigson, but that's the general manager. It's um, I don't know why a guy's name escapes Pagano. me, but you know what I'm talking about. Pagano. Thank you. Pagano. Quite, quite frankly, both might be gone, so I would pay attention to that story coming up. Uh, it's been a disappointing season for the Colts, and I wouldn't be surprised if one or both were let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think I think Marvin Lewis is done. Um, if he makes it another, I mean, I. I I would be – something's going on if he doesn't get fired because, you know, he, he should he should go. Um, you know, Lions, we'll see. I, if I was if I was a – you know, I'm not a fan. I don't believe in him. Um, but I think, I think Caldwell has them trending in the right direction for them to have been this competitive without Calvin Johnson. Um, actually really look like they've actually become a better team overall without Calvin Johnson. Um, Steph took another step, man. Yeah, and not to mention yeah. without a running game, too. Yeah, yeah, like, really, they haven't had a running game. I mean, it really feels like they haven't had a running game since Barry Sanders. really feels that way, if you ask me. Um, you know, mm-hmm. but, but, yeah, they really don't have a running game to speak of, and um, – you know, Matthew Stafford, you know, hey, I've always said I don't believe in Matthew Stafford, but, um, and I still don't, but, you know, he, he can play. You know what I mean? I mean, he's he's an NFL quarterback, and he can play. You know, in the first quarter and a half against the Cowboys, you know, he, he looked kind of sharp. Um, but, you know, Cowboys buckled down, did what they had to do. So, um, you know, and I also think the fact that he's had that finger issue the last couple of weeks, you know, I think there's, there's, there's circumstances here that might get Caldwell another chance, might get him another year. Um, I, I think they're a better team under Caldwell than they ever were under Schwartz. I think Schwartz is a joke, period. Um, isn't he, what, defensive coordinator in Philly right now? Yep. Yeah, how's that work which he's out? Doing, which, he's, which, he's good, which he's he's good at. 
I, I won't take that yeah. from him. He, he's he's a good defensive coordinator. I won't take that well, from him. He's in the he's right, right place. He, he, he's in the right place. He, he doesn't need yeah. to be right. a coach. He needs to be a D coordinator. So he's in he's in the right place. He alright. <laughs> he said he's a, he all right, man. You so hard. He all right. <laughs> Schwartz, I, I you all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He all right. You know. Better squirt me with you your promise. You, know, <laughs> you know, hey, hey, man. Hey, I'm just putting it out. I'm just telling like it is. He all right. You know what I'm saying? Listen, you know, I, I just, you know, I, 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 I told. Listen, I call myself the omniscient one. All right. Because sometimes when I make a prediction, it may not be accurate at that moment. Just give it a little time, it's going to come true. The only prediction that I recall where I was completely wrong was the demise of Tom Brady. I thought maybe Tom Brady was, was starting to, to slide. and uh, yeah, that, that one I was wrong. He, he's playing as great as he's ever been. So that one I blew, okay? Um, but other than that, if you think about my predictions, you know, I told you guys I didn't believe in uh, Arizona, the coach out there, and, um, you know, uh, how, how they looking this year. I, I told you about uh, the whole Cam Newton thing, and I said it's going to come back and bite them. Now, I don't know what happened this year to Carolina. You know, I don't know. But they didn't do well. Now, they're starting to look a little bit better lately. Don't matter now. Season's over. Maybe, they, maybe they're relaxed. Maybe the pressure – of trying to, uh uh-huh, maybe the pressure of trying to come back and get to the Super Bowl again was more than they could handle. I don't know, but I will say this. When someone shows you who they are, believe it. And Schwartz was a jerk as a head coach. So that's why he's a decent, he's decent, he he knows defense, but if you're a jerk, you're still a jerk. So we'll see how long he holds that job because he's a jerk. So let's see what happens. Um, I think the one quarterback that we're missing in all of this discussion is Chip Kelly. I think that um, Chip Kelly has just completely showed that he cannot coach in the NFL. And uh, I think he's going to go. You know, the 49ers, um, as dysfunctional as a franchise as they have become, they still are a legendary franchise historically, and they want to get back to that. And, you know, he's not the one to bring him to the promised land. Whoever, you know, it's, it's amazing to me. <clears throat> what really gets me, right, we do this show. We probably do about, you know, what do we have? We have about 52 weeks in a year. So we probably average about 25, 28 shows in a calendar year. And then we take a few months off for the summer, you know, go surfing and all that stuff we like to do. Okay, I'm joking. But y'all know we take some time off, we come back, right? We're not on the sidelines. We're not in the locker rooms. We watch the games. We read the websites. Maybe listen to some podcasts. We watch ESPN, right? I knew he was going to fail. Now, how do I know? Am I just lucky? Because I knew it. Back when K-Star said that he had the uh, – that Chip Kelly had the um, best offensive mind in the NFL. Y'all was hearing what I say. I said, give him defense time. Give him time. Just like the read option was going to be the be-all and end-all. And when that happened, I said, give time. It just takes a little time. There's, there's, no, there's no shortcuts. There's no shortcuts. 
These guys are trying to come up with shortcuts. There's no trickery that's going to work indefinitely. It may give you, you may get a game. You may get a couple of games. Hell, you may get a season. Offseason comes. Them boys and coaches we just talked about, the ones we just gave all this credit to, they are breaking down that film, and they are coming up with a way to shut down that gimmicky whatever it is that was working last year. Trust me on mm-hmm. this. And if there's a defense out there, that's why Tom Landry, by the way, that's why Tom Landry, one of the reasons Tom Landry uh, ended up getting fired, because Tom Landry was stuck. And I love me some Tom Landry. So don't nobody talk about, don't nobody talk about Miss Johnson. I mean, don't nobody talk about Tom Landry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. But Tom Landry was stuck using the flex defense. And, hey, the flex defense was good for a number of years. Guess what? Coaches, they, they figured it out. And it became outdated, and he didn't want to let go. But I'm, I'm getting off the topic. The point I'm trying to make is we know this sitting up here. And I'm not just saying I'm the only one. You guys have, you know, you guys have, have had some astute observations and some astute predictions and stuff. But why is it that these general managers and these owners, right, why is it that, that they don't get it? Why is it that? Hell, Trey, I'm going to ask you because Lord knows you're going through enough pain over there in Chicago. Okay, and Lord knows, I bet, I would bet that if they brought you in as a consultant and they said, you may not know all the intricacies of all the scheming, right? You may not know all, you know, you may not know the cause, but big picture wise, how do we make this better? I bet you could help them. Now, why is that train when we don't have the background? Why is it we can sit over here and and I can clearly see that Chip Kelly was going to fail? Help me understand this, Trey. You, you have a thought on it? Man. <laughs> I mean, with Chip Kelly, to me, it's, it's, it's one of the main things that, that, any, uh, that any coach needs to have, and that's leadership, leadership of men, ability. And he didn't display that at all with Philadelphia. Like, forget the play calling. Great, you came in with a scheme. You know, it was, uh, it was fresh. It was new. You know, you tried to gas people. That was your that was your whole claim to fame. It didn't work out. That's fine. Me too. But to not to be a leader of men, you can never be a head coach in the league, ever. And that was that was plain today. And the fact that he got hired on with uh, San Francisco is simply amazing. Like I don't know what they saw. And their fans are still wondering the same thing. Hmm. Any thoughts? Well, I mean, I. I can't put it any better because that's basically where I was going to, and, and that's why I was saying a few weeks ago when we were talking about college coaches, it's not like you can just go pluck anyone out of the college ranks and bring them in and, and have success. You have to have someone that understands pro football, and that's why a lot of the offensive and defensive coordinators that you see are, are getting these jobs is because, one, they're hot commodities, and, two, they're already there in the pro football ranks, so they get it. Anytime you have someone that's coming from outside of that type of establishment, i.e., even even train those freshmen, you know, coming out of nowhere yeah, but, 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 and but, trying but, to wait, establish wait, wait. yourself. But wait, you're, but hold on, hold on. You're you're what we talked about was right, but but Chip Kelly went to Philly first. That's the difference. This isn't Chip Kelly earned the right to go to NFL and get a chance. Okay, he earned that but, right. But no, you go, I'm, you go I'm, to college saying, and do well. I'm going back to what Train was saying, though. Train was saying from day one he didn't understand how to lead men, and that's where I'm going with it. 
and that's where I'm sticking well, I, with. I was, well, my mine is based off his Philly, Philly experience. I won't right. knock him getting the Philly job at all, but it's after that that I don't I don't get it. I mean, it, it shows, you know. Yeah, it yeah. There's shows. no way. There's no way that you can know. You know, if a, if a college coach can lead men until we put them in front of men and see how they lead, then you can make the judgment, oh, this guy ain't ready for the big time. Maybe he can scheme, but he can't lead. I think Chip Kelly earned the right to get the chance at Philly. We saw what happened at Philly. The team was terrible. He got rid of superstar players, um, you know, because they didn't fit his scheme. Uh, which still, to, for the life of me, I still will never understand that. Brings in a guy like DeMarco Murray, which I think was more to get him away from Dallas than it was to put him on his team. That's just my personal opinion. And, and, and you know, so so a DeMarco Murray is going to fit your run-and-gun scheme when we just saw him rush for 1,800-plus yards in a completely different scheme? The year, what are you talking about? So that's kind of my point is, like, I'm sitting up here seeing – this guy don't get it. He he he's not a leader. He doesn't know how to scheme, and yet he got another job, and he got another job quickly. He was hired quickly. That's what I don't get. That, uh, that, That's what I, I that I don't I can't I can't explain that one either. I really can't. I don't know if it's because they saw that year that he had originally in Philly when when they went ten and six and they were scoring points left and right and getting yards left and right, maybe they thought if we just have him be a coach and don't place the general manager responsibilities on him, maybe he can turn things around. Maybe that was mm. the case. I have no idea. Maybe. But like the yeah. both of you, I was surprised too. Yeah. Yeah, and that is a valid point. They did, he did, they did take him in as just a head coach and not a head coach and GM, so they did lessen his role in San Francisco. But I still had no faith in him. I think the only thing that I saw that gave him some hope was Kaepernick, you know, with the scheme that he likes to run, you know, with a mobile, you know, mobile QB like Kaepernick thought, okay, maybe there was something there, but, um, yeah, yeah, no, not, not, not so much. Um, I mean, they're going to have as many wins as, as Cleveland, I think by the end of the year, um, which congratulations, Cleveland. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah. You need to hit one of those, those icons or whatever you got on your little, uh, the information. Thank you. See that in the hand Sound effects. I got you though. Yeah. I speak. I speak. They, I speak. They, they deserved. They they deserved to win. They deserved to get at least one victory because. As y'all remember, in the beginning of the season, they had a lot of close uh, chances at winning. They were up 20 to nothing against the Ravens and end up losing to that one. And that's just one that, that resonates the most with me. There's other games out there they had a chance to win, but they just had victory slip through their hands. So for them to actually be able to get a win where it looks like, uh-oh, they might actually get another loss, I'm glad for them because nobody wants to go 0-16. You just don't want that. And you know what's funny about this is, we just talked about head coaches getting fired, and none of us said Hugh Jackson in Cleveland. And I think that shows the amount of respect we have for him and for the fact that, you know, it may have taken 15 weeks, but those players didn't quit on him. You know, and to me, I would bring him – I would definitely bring him back. I mean, that to me, it's 
You know, it's a no-brainer. He can't. I mean, frankly, he can't get any worse. Um, but the fact, if you're able to keep, take take a team 15 weeks into the regular, 16 weeks, really, throwing the bye into the regular season before they get a win, and they're fighting for you, that coach deserves going back next year. That just shows yep. that, that, you know, that, that what that team thinks of that head coach. Um, but I think, you know, I think, I think your boy RG3, I'm just putting that out there, you know, just being funny, your boy, I don't know who, you know, but, um, yeah, I, I think he's all done. Um, I think that, um, he's not built for the pro game. Maybe, you know, he, he, he's, he's got a lot of talent, but he's just, you know, he's not durable. Now they, now they talk about Tony Romo. There's injury prone. <laughs> okay. That's injury prone. Um, I, I, you know, the thing about it, he has grown on me as an athlete because he handled being benched and, and being in street clothes for a whole year very well. And I was like, wow, I got a lot of respect for that. And yet I think, I think his career, I think he's, I, I really think he should hang it up. You know, I really do. I just, you know, but what do we know? We just, we just, we just pundits doing the Madden voice. Um, yeah, oh I, my God. I hope not. <laughs> I, I hope not because that's a, that's a wealth of talent that he has that a lot of people would love to see. He, especially his rookie He's season, obviously though. being rookie of the year. I, I know, and, and I'm not I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying I really wish and hope that it's not the end of the, the road for him because when mm-hmm. he is healthy, he's shown that he does have the ability to play. It's just like you said, the, the, biggest, the biggest thing that you can bring to the table, the biggest ability is availability. That's what I heard from one of the coaches out there. I can't remember who it was. And it's true. It's true. If you're not available, you really don't have any ability. But it's just it would be nice for him to get healthy and stay healthy. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's possible. I just don't think he's built for this game. That's the problem. I, I, I think he's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of speed. He's got a great arm. He's a smart he's a smart young man, but he's just not built for the pro for the pro game. You know? And I think for, for on that note, I, I hope he retires because I don't want to see something serious happen to him. You know, he's still got his faculties. He can, you know, he, he's a, he's a, didn't he win a Heisman? Didn't he win a Heisman Trophy, yep. right? He yep. was a Heisman Trophy so, I mean, yep. Yeah, yep. you know, Heisman Trophy, Rookie of the Year, you know, world-class track athlete. You know, he has options after this game. You know, they'll, they'll take him on one of the networks. They're always hiring. They, they're not going to hire us because we're too good, so they got to hire these. So, <laughs> you know. Too good. You know what I'm saying? So, speaking of, speaking of too good, Little pleasant, pleasant surprise here. K Star has joined us. K Star, welcome to the Madden Voice. He couldn't hey guys, what's away. up? What's up? I got yeah. Happy holidays, brother. Happy holidays, brother. Happy holidays <laughs> to you guys. Not to what, you guys not to what those Steelers did last <laughs> this weekend. Nah, I at least had a happy <laughs> word in. Yeah, I, honestly, I'm only going to be on for for a couple of minutes. I'm just taking a quick break. Um, but you know, I at least wanted to to call and chime in and say hello to you guys real quick because. Feel bad about not being able to participate in this week's show. Well, so make a quick little cameo. You, you know, yeah, man. I mean, I know. I mean, I get it. You got a job to do, you know, pay the bills, take care of the family, and all that. But I'm like, damn, this dude done clinched the number three seed. You know, clinched yeah. the division. I was, I was waiting for you to come in here talking about. Yeah, we unleash holy hell. You know, I was ready for you pounding your chest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this, this sucks. 
this sucks because this is the episode I want to be on more, you know, really than any other, considering what just happened. And, you know, I mean, yeah, we understand. I'm ready to dog you for putting them number three in the par rankings, and then the NFL par rankings come out, and they got the Steelers at number three. So I can't dog yeah. you for it because NFL.com put the Steelers at number three. You know, I'm like, what? You know, then I went to Fox. They have them at number four. I'm like, man, these All people right. drinking the damn Kool-Aid. But I do want to ask you one yeah. thing about the far rankings. I do want to ask you sure. one thing, man. Why, why, why you? Why it's actually why I wanted to come on already? too, by the way. Why are you burying the Raiders already, man? You ain't, they ain't even, you know, you burying the Raiders already, bruh. I know, and that's probably, it's a sh- it's shitty for me to do in the holidays, right? But they've they've been so good, you know, throughout the season. <laughs> Is it really the holidays? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, no, no, no. But I mean, when you lose, so there's an interesting stat: the Raiders are literally, we in NFL history, they've never been a 12 win team going into the playoffs. I've lost their starting quarterback, um, and here we are, and. I think we can all agree that the biggest turnaround for the Raiders this season and their biggest catalyst was their offensive play led by Derek Carr. So I don't feel like when we look at the Raiders as a team, when you subtract Derek Carr from them, they're I don't believe they're a top-five team anymore, and that sucks, but we all know how important the quarterback is to that team and most teams in general. That's the only reason. Otherwise, they easily would be in my top five. And it's really sad um, just – it's it's really sad because what although if, it's easier for the Steelers. Go ahead. I was gonna say, what if what if McLaughlin whatever goes in there and lights it up, man? What if he goes in there next yeah, week and lights it up? Yeah, then he does, and I was wrong, and we'll you know we have to readjust the rankings a, a little bit. You ain't no, give him a chance, no. man. You could at least gave him a week, see what he did. You know what I mean? You ain't give yeah. him a chance. You just buried yeah. him, man, without even giving the dude a shot. Well, another thing though with with. The Raiders is if like if you look at their net points on the season, you know you know how many uh, points they are over their opponent in terms of win loss uh, point differential per game. I mean I think they were barely over like twenty. It was very low for a twelve or a thirteen win team. And you know when you take out Derek Carr, I don't know that they can necessarily compete with the top teams now in the AFC when you remove him from the equation. I mean that guy is so important to their overall team success. I mean, they don't even – they have a great – they have a really good offensive line, but their quarterback play this season has been stellar. Mm. You know, they don't have a defense, really, that's that's been able to, you know, get opponent, keep opponents out of the end zone. Their defense has been giving it up, and the Raiders, honestly, have been winning because of their offense. So, I mean, it's not really something that they can rely on their defense. Maybe they can change up their philosophy, be more run-heavy, but I have my doubts, and I don't think the Raiders are now the Raiders we've seen through – you know, 16 weeks of regular season, that's not the same team, so that's why they're not in my top five anymore. Well, well you, have a, you have a fan over there. JB has the Steelers at number five. And surprisingly, JB, being a, a, a resident of the state of Georgia and a resident of a sub, suburb, suburb of Atlanta, he doesn't have his hometown Falcons, who currently hmm. sit at the number two seed currently. He doesn't have them in his top five. Nope. I had them. I even had them in there as number five. Nope, I don't. Well, well, well why, why is that, sir? I, I, I'll have them at. I had them at six, but I didn't have them at five. And it's it's because of the simple fact that when I look at Pittsburgh and I look at Atlanta, what's the big difference between the two? And as dynamic 
a duo of running backs Atlanta has, they don't have Le'Veon Bell. And to me, that's the biggest difference between those two teams. They got Le'Veon Bell. Now, one could say, well, you got Julio Jones, but then you've got Antonio Brown. And both defenses are uh, average, we'll say, even though at times they show flashes like Big Beasley. He's a beast. He's going to be a beast. But it takes 11 guys on defense, not just one. It takes all 11. So that's, that's really my, my tiebreaker between the two, Le'Veon Bell. The Falcons are the highest-scoring team in the NFL, though. Yeah, yeah, they and, are. And, and, Col- and Coleman, Coleman, pretty nice. Coleman's a bad he boy. That's why I said that. He ain't, yeah. he ain't Bell, but no one, you know, other than, other than maybe, other than maybe Zeke, there is no other Bell. But Col- Coleman, nice on that offense, man. He, you know? He's nice. Oh, they didn't the know Devontae Freeman. Freeman, and that's why I said the dynamic duo of of Coleman and Freeman is up there. That's that's a two headed monster that's going to be hard to defend. But like I said before, when we talked several weeks back about who was going to win the AFC North, and I kept saying the Steelers, and it, because if you look at that conference outside of New England, who's the team that's probably the, the scariest? Now, I'm not saying the one that's going to win it all, but just the scariest. To me, it was, it, it's, it's Pittsburgh. Because when they're playing at their highest level, that's a very tough team to beat. So in your power rankings, you have four AFC teams. You have the Chiefs in there. The Chiefs may not even win mm-hmm. their division, but you have the Chiefs in there. The Falcons, yep. who could be a number two seed, don't make your top five. Nope. Because when you okay. use it that way, you're talking about how they are in the conference. And as we had that discussion last week, uh, you're looking at that team and how they are. It's not the fault that they're in that particular conference. Can I just ask what P and um, uh, Train had for their top five? So Train has Raiders at five, and he being a no out of respect of their record. Falcons at four. Uh, Chiefs at three. Patriots at two. Cowboys at one. That would be Train. And I have Falcons at five. Chiefs at four. Raiders at three, Patriots, and then the Cowboys. I, I took the I want to see them fall on their face before I, you know, I'm not going to penalize them for a roster change until the roster change turns out to be a problem. You know, we, we are projecting, and I agree, he ain't, he ain't going to play like Carr. I think it's going to be a problem. But I also have to go back to my quarterback being knocked out and not thinking that Dak was going to play the way. Now, I get it. This guy has played a few games, and Dak is a rookie. But still, you just don't know till the guy gets out there. So I, I'm with With Raiders, I'm, I'm rewarding them for what they've accomplished, and I'm not going to penalize them until they fall. Now, when they fall, then I'll be like, all right, you suck now. <laughs> you suck. You know, right now, they, they don't suck until they actually get beat. Yeah, I mean, I get that. So you didn't have you didn't have the Falcons either, then. No, I did have the Falcons six, uh, five. Yeah, I'm five. five. I had them five. I didn't hear it. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I had the Falcons in five. Um, gotcha. You know, I just, I just, I just think, you know, when you talk about teams that scare me, um, their offense because the, the the Achilles heels of the Cowboys has been their defense. Now, don't get me wrong. You, if anyone saw the game last night, you know, particularly the second half, the defense stepped up. Um, but, you know, the, the defensive line is thin. 
Um, the defensive backs are thin. Now they are expecting to get um, um, damn, Mo Claiborne. What's his name? Claiborne back for the Claiborne. playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, you know, that is the Achilles heel of Dallas. Their defense is not as strong as their offense. They've been playing out of their mind, and and I and I give Rod Marinelli a lot of credit for that. But I'm worried going to you know we got to go up against Atlanta. That that offense is fine. Now I, you guys already know historically, I don't believe in Matt Ryan, but for one game, can they get it together for one game? Man, any team can rally for one game and play out of their mind. And them boys been playing offensively; they've been playing tight. So they they scare me. They scare me right now more than any other team in the NFC right now, as far as who could take out the Cowboys. They scare me. And um, yeah, I mean, if I had to go six. I could probably see the Steelers as my number six. I could probably see them in there as a number six. They were very impressive against Baltimore. Um, and it, it does appear that they're getting hot at the right time. Now, let me ask you this case, star while we still got you. So, yeah, I got that off here. Like correctly, all right. So, if I understand mm-hmm. correctly, they can't, they're locked in at three, right? Like, they can't, yeah. that's it. They're locked in. Yep. So, yep. Um, do you agree with what we're hearing that they may actually rest Ben, Le'Veon, and Antonio Brown? Do you agree with that strategy? Yeah, and only because, I mean, Ben's been nursing some injuries throughout the year. Same thing with Brown. He's actually been on the injury report quite a few few times, and I don't think we really need to, you know, put that risk out there. We 17 against the Browns just off a of freak play. And, you know, same thing with Le'Veon. I mean, guys, the last two seasons, you know, Pittsburgh's had a really good regular year, but – they have lost and never have played a playoffs with their big three intact. So why risk it now in a meaningless game week 17? You know, last year we didn't have Le'Veon Bell, and then we lost Antonio Brown in the wild card. A uh, year before that, didn't have Le'Veon Bell. So it makes sense to give this veteran team um, a rest and, and give them a chance to compete with their full offensive arsenal intact for the playoffs. Okay. All right. Well, I know you got to get back to work, so we appreciate you taking a few minutes away to – Join us here on the Madden Voice, and uh, um, let's hope that uh, we got playoffs coming next week. I really hope we have a full crew for next Tuesday night. Oh, yeah, I'll be there. Hopefully everyone else can be there, too. Sounds good. All right, K-Star. All right, brother. See you guys later. All right, my man. All right, bye. Bye. Later, K. You know, you all late, train. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to see going nobody. On that CP side. <laughs> hey, coming on an hour later. Oh yeah, case star out of here later, brother. Catch up with your dog. Holla. You know All right. So New the final come power, in and everything. The final power rankings have <laughs> there's actually a tie between the Falcons and the Steelers. Um, neither team were in our rankings last week. And so usually the way I do it is you can't lose to a new team, right? So if one had been in the rankings and then it was a tie, well, the team that was already there would maintain their spot. Well, this this week, neither team was in it last week. So they both had the same amount of points. So we have a tie at number five between the Falcons and the Steelers. Uh, number four would be the Chiefs. Number three would be the Raiders. Number two would be the Patriots. And number one would be the Cowboys. Now, I do have one other question, though. Um, JB, you 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 switched because the last uh, last week you had the Cowboys. I gave you a hard time for it. 
You had the Cowboys at number two and the Patriots at number one. The Patriots go and wipe out the Jets. The Cowboys go and handle their business with Detroit. But you fly back to the Cowboys being number one. What's up? I did. I did because I, that New England Jets game, I'm sorry, the Jets, Jets season been over, and they played and they've been playing like the season's been over. The Cowboys, on the other hand, that Detroit team is a good team, and they still have something to play for. And the fact that they went in and made the adjustments at halftime and shut down that Detroit offense when it looked like it was just going to be a pure shootout. Uh, I was impressed with that, and I was also impressed with the fact that and we've always discussed the, the one knock that everybody seems to have on that. He hasn't thrown the ball down the field yet. Well, we actually saw that happen a little bit, and we saw the accuracy there. We also saw the the, the plays of, of, of Linehan, a, a beautiful uh, pitch reverse throw to uh, from, from Dez to to uh, Winton in the end zone. I thought that was nice. I liked the play calling that I was seeing and the fact that the resiliency was there. So I was impressed with the win. I expected the, the Jets to just, I don't want to say roll over and not show any effort, but I kind of expected the pass this team rolling, and that's what they did. So that, that's okay. to answer your question. That's why I flip-flopped because I was more impressed with the Cowboy victory than I was with the Pat victory. Who do you think is the better team? Ooh, man. Damn, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. It might sound, might sound like a homer. I'm going to say the Cowboys because they have depth at key positions. Um, okay. I think they're, they're, they're deeper at running back. I think even, even at quarterback in terms of depth, they're deeper at quarterback. Um, I think on defense, they've shown – uh, that they have some depth because they had a lot of folks hurt, especially in that wrestling game on, on Thanksgiving Day, yet still was able to pull out the victory. So I'm going to say based on that, uh, I think the Cowboys are a slightly better team. Train, same question. Who do you think is a better team, Cowboys or the Patriots? Um, um, uh, uh, I'm going to say Cowboys. Um, Patriots are definitely the Patriots, but I like the kind of football I've seen played from both. I think Cowboys just have a slight edge with them being able to control the game, uh, be able to run, be able to run the football, and Marinelli knows how to get his defense ready. So, yeah, I, I I'm going to disagree as much as it pains me to disagree. Um, I think. You know, I cannot go against what I always say, which is quarterback and head coach. And in this case, where you have two teams with the same record, both playing a very high level, um, you could make a case for either one being number one in the power rankings. You really can. Um, You know, and when it comes down to it, I always say, okay, if I have two teams that I think are neck and neck, I'm going to look at the quarterback and the head coach. And whoever has the edge there, that's who I'm going to give it to. And right now, I mean, hey, Dak is playing at a level we may have never seen a rookie quarterback play at. He has a chance to get 14 victories as a rookie. It's never been done before. Okay. Um, Troy Aikman, who certainly knows a thing or two about quarterbacking, says he's the most impressive quarterback he's ever seen. Um, you know, Dan Marino in his second year went to a Super Bowl. You know, but that's his second year. 
So, I mean, you know, but that said, man, we're talking about Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? And then we're talking about the the genius, the master, Bill Belichick. Now, I think Jason Garrett should win coach of the year, period. And I don't even think it's even close because you've got a team that lost their all-pro starting quarterback and came in with a rookie quarterback and a rookie running back and did and did what they did. Yeah, coach of the year, without a doubt. Uh, if he doesn't win it this year, he'll never win it. Never. He will never win coach of the year if he doesn't win it this year. Um, but, man, I mean, and, and hey, I think, I think my love for the Cowboys goes beyond reproach. There's no doubt. But I can't go against what I always say because then I become a hypocrite to myself. And I think these teams, I, I think this is the Super Bowl. It doesn't mean that a Seattle can't get hot. It doesn't mean that a Giants can't get hot. It doesn't mean that a Steelers can't get hot. Doesn't mean that Chiefs start looking like they might make some noise, can't get hot, and upset the apple cart. But if these two teams play the way they played all year, they will be meeting in Houston in February. And it will be one hell of a game. Now, at that point, then y'all know where I'm going. I'm going to say this now because it's December. Okay, I can get away. I can say this now in December. Come February, ain't nobody talking to me about the Patriots and Belichick and Brady. All I'm going to do is talk junk about them. Okay, I'm just letting y'all know right, right now. Just warning. Just warning you that that's coming. <laughs> Period. All right. Um, let's see. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Uh, did the power rankings. Um, hey, we talked about head coaching. One question I didn't ask. Um, would either one of you, and I don't really care who goes first, would you give uh, Rob Ryan uh, – Another head coaching job. You mean Rex? Rex or Rob? Oh, Rex. I'm sorry. Rex. No. No, no. I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. We we've seen we've seen the same story just in a different city. We've seen the bravado. We've we've heard the talk, and at some point, it's played out. Enough is enough. Uh, but defensive coordinator, hey, fine. You want to follow the route of, of Schwartz down in, in Philadelphia, fine. Knock yourself out. But in terms of a head coach, the story is too similar regardless of the location. So as as a head coach, no, I would not. Let me ask Dr. Train yeah. because we all know that Dr. Train sitting over there with Chicago um, having a rough season, and um, you've gone through a couple of coaches over the last two years since Lovey Smith. What are your thoughts on Rob Ryan getting another um, head coaching job? Would you take him in Chicago? I, no, I'm getting down with it. Father did. That was great, by the way. But no, that doesn't mean it rolled down. That doesn't mean that he, he inherits his ability to lead a team to a Super Bowl. It's a lot of talk, it's not enough. Uh, not enough results. Just way too much talking out So defensive coordinator is great. Head coach. Uh not right now. I think you need a minute to think. Like he need to reflect. <laughs> <laughs> so so you wouldn't take him and you wouldn't give him you wouldn't give him another head coaching job. I think I wouldn't take him right now. I think I, I would give him another head coaching job but maybe later. Much later. Maybe another year or two. 
at least another year. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I, I think the Ryan brothers are done as head coaches. Um, obviously one of them was already done. I think, um, yeah. I, I think, I think we're going to find one of them. No, wait a minute. I, I still get a Rex was the one that just got fired. Right. Right. Both of them did. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, Rex right. was the head coach. Well, head, head coach-wise, yeah, it was Rex. Yes, Red, Red, right, that's what I mean. So I think we'll find Rex somewhere um, next year, defensive coordinator, and we might find Rob somewhere um, as well, maybe with Rex somewhere, um, you know, as a linebacker's coach, D-line coach. I think we're going to see them one. I think we'll see them again as position coaches, but that's it. Uh, or, or coordinators, but no more head coaching jobs for either one of them. Um, I, I think it's over. You know, they've lived off their daddy's reputation long enough. It, it is over. Call it a day that it had to end this way. Okay, I was about to be singing here for a minute here. Um, you know, y'all don't know nothing about that song. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm you know, saying. And, and I don't know. I don't know when when Rex is going to get even a defensive coordinator position, to be honest with you, because you, you think about when he started his tenure in, in Buffalo, they already had a defense that was ranked fourth in the in the, uh, in the the league. He takes over the rank 19, and he's, he has some defensive stalwarts out there and still couldn't get it done. So I'm not 100% sure if we'll see him as a D.C. next year. It, it might be a year or two. Who knows? So it's just – I'm just mind-boggled at the fact that that defense was top five and it dropped to the latter half within one year and still hadn't recovered. Well, you know, but I, I think I think there's a reason because, you know, that you didn't have a potent offense, you know, um, and I don't care how talented your lineup is, if these guys are playing – if your defense is on the field for 35, 40 minutes a game, it's not going to work. It's not going to work, you know. And, and so when you get a head coach, you know, I think Belichick is the best example of this. We all know that his forte is defense, but, you know, what does he have? And what was he, what was he smart enough to do, you know, when, when uh, Bledsoe went down and Brady went in there and he saw what Brady can do, he said, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, um, he's not he's not relying on the defense to win it. He's making sure that he's got a potent enough offense as well. You know, and I think that's that's what you need in the NFL. You still got to score points. You know, I mean, I, I don't like Eli Manning. I don't think he's I think he's very overrated. He ain't Peyton, but he was fortunate enough to be on two teams that had great defenses, and he was and he was skilled enough to score enough points to win those games, you know, it, it, it's the bottom line. I'm, I'm still lost, though. I'm still lost at the fact that before he was hired as head coach, that was a fourth-ranked defense. He gets hired, they drop the 19th, and still don't recover. So I, I still don't understand what happened there. And then to the, what you're the saying offense. about the offense not being potent is that, well, you're mentioning offense, but I'm talking about the defense. No, but I'm saying it, it, it well, my point is, is that the offense this year was terrible. And that's why the defense went down, because if you don't have an offense that's scoring points, that's, you know, um, holding time of possession 
for 30-plus minutes defense, I don't care how good the defense is, it's going to get worn out. And but he's not an I'm offensive talking coach. About, well, I'm still talking about when he first arrived, they dropped from 4th to 19th and never recovered. So I, I get what you're saying. If you don't have a pull in the offense, your defense is going to be on the field. A lot of snaps are going to get worn down. I, I, I understand that theory. But that offense wasn't potent when he arrived to begin with. Yeah, the defense well, still drives. Well, it was better. It was that offense was better Plus, before he got there than it's been since he's got there, though. I'll tell you that. But they had they had Sammy Watkins, and then they would go and get Shady McCoy. Well, well, yeah, okay. But when you, I think if you look at the production, particularly at quarterback, um, I mean, you know, you know, they they got Tyrod in there now, but before Tyrod was. You know, and even Tyrod's been a bit up and down. I think in the long run, I think he's going to be the guy. But with that EJ Manuel back there, um, who's the other quarterback they had? Um, they had Fitzpatrick at one point. Fitzpatrick at one point. You know, I, I think it, I think where his, my opinion is where he failed was in developing a stronger offense to help that defense. That's where he failed. With you know, and whether you blame the offensive coordinator, it all starts with the head coach, right? You know, the coordinator's not doing his job. I think that's where he failed. And I think if you look at the time that he had a decent offense, New York, with Mr. Butt Fumble himself, Sanchez actually played his best ball under Ryan. Believe it or not, go figure, right? <clears throat> They ran the ball really well in New York, though, which I'm kind of I'm kind of perplexed. I, I'm, when I look at this Buffalo Bills team, I don't I don't think it was a lack of offense to go with the defense. I really think defensively they didn't step up to what Red Ryan's standards were in New York because the Buffalo Bills is is one of the uh, top running teams in the league, but yet they still couldn't get it done as far as W's uh, due to right. lack of defense in some games. Top running defense to be. Top top deep or top rushing offense to begin with. I think I think the yeah. inconsistent play in the passing game and with Watkins being hurt and Charles Clay the the tight end being hurt. I think hampered the offense. But going back to prior years, you still had you had weapons there. And if there's going to be a mark on the offense, I would say the inconsistent play at quarterback would be the biggest uh, point to make in terms of why offensively they didn't live up to what they could with the playmakers that they have. But it still doesn't speak to the kind of defense they played. And, and that's that's really my point in, in training. I think you're saying something similar to what I'm saying as well. And, T, I get the whole if you're on the field too many snaps on defense, you're going to wear it down. But if you're running the ball and time of possession is pretty even, Something's got to give, and the defense has to make stops, and it just showed time and time again they were not making the stops that they needed to make. Well, I mean, well, I mean, I don't know how else to say. I, I, I will stick by my guns, you know, and I, and I can, you know, we can look at a, at, a, at a Dallas team with a defense that is fourth with points allowed, but why are they fourth? Because they've got an offense that controls the clock, controls the ball, it scores points, you know, um, one of the highest point differentials in the NFL because of how effective that offense is. So I think when you look at Buffalo, you're going to find the same, it's, it's the same issue. You know, the, the defense can only be so effective 
without a without an offense that scores points that keeps the ball away. I don't care if it's Seattle, I don't care Denver, right? I mean, look at Denver. Look at where they are with with uh, you know Simeon. He ain't the answer. I'm telling you that right now. Get ready, Romo, because you might be in Denver next year. You know, the, the defenses, no matter how strong, no matter how good they are, they're only going to be so good unless the offense is able to get some time of possession and score some damn points. <laughs> You've got to score some points in the NFL, you know, and just Buffalo's offense, that didn't happen. You know, it didn't happen. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's the only reason. I'm saying it's a contributing factor. You know, I think also, you know, let's look, you know, the talent on, on uh, defense, you know, and I haven't really looked at the defensive uh, roster um, in a while, but I, I think we'll find that the talent isn't up to par as well. And that falls on the head coach and the general manager as well. You know, what are you giving them to work with? What are you going out there to get in free agency and in a draft to work with? You know, so, but I don't think, I think he's all done. I think he's done as head coach. I don't think it's, I think it's, it's over. And, and it's interesting, I feel that way, where I think we can safely say, this ain't over. You know, we're going to see, I, I think, I'm comfortable at saying San Francisco, I'd be shocked if they didn't fire Chip Kelly. Um, Cincinnati, I'd be shocked if they didn't fire Marvin Lewis. So there's two right there that I think are gone. So that brings, that means five vacancies. Then when you look at a Detroit when you look at a um, – there was another team we talked about. Um, uh, Pagano, Jay mentioned, I agree. They, he, he's on the hot seat, you know, out in Indianapolis. So now we're talking about it could be seven teams. And then there's always one surprise out there. There's always another team that no one saw coming, and next thing you know, that coach gets fired. You know, now we're talking seven, eight NFL teams without head coaches. That's 25% of the league. And with that said, I still don't think the Ryans end up – um, I think Marvin Lewis will end up rehired somewhere because I think I do believe that he's he should get another chance. He needs a fresh start. Um, God, other than that, I don't know. Any of these other guys you think will end up with another job? I don't see Fisher getting rehired right away. Oh mm-hmm. no, absolutely not. <laughs> hey, it was it was crazy that he got hired to to the Rams the way he did because I was like, huh. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's 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 funny how you said that. That reminded me of house party when when it smelled Bilal's breath. Ooh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just rolling myself. I'm just it's Tuesday. I'm crazy. He is. Uh, he is. You're right. You're right, Trey. <laughs> it was funny, dude. It was ooh, no, because I can't see it either. He had a nice run in Tennessee. I don't think he had a winning record with the Rams. And even when he was in Tennessee. Um, yeah, he did have Eric McNair to help him out. So, yeah, seeing him get a coaching job right now in the in the near future, I'm with you, Train. Just can't see it happening. Yeah, do, do we see any? Well, let me just say one other thing. About what Jeff about what, what, before you go any further? What about what about San Diego? They had a bit of a disappointing season. You think they're going to retain um, <laughs> retain their yeah, coach? No, I think, no, I think he's gone. I mean, he, they just lost to they just lost to Cleveland. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I figured I saw that softball out there. I, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm having a hard there time with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I think the other thing with that is, you know, we don't know how much longer Gates has to play, but he still can play. You know, they, they've they got some talent. Phillip Rivers can ball. 
you know, they need to get another coach in there that can um, maybe give these guys one last run, these veterans one last run in San Diego before, uh, you know, before they have to rebuild. So, um, now that could be a spot for a Marvin Lewis, you know. But outside of Marvin Lewis, I don't know that I see any of these coaches getting another job. I, you know, at least another head coaching job. I don't see it. Um, uh, you know what? There's another name to throw out there, too, is, is the Jets, Ty Bowles. Um, and I'd hate to see that because I think he deserves another shot. But um, I think he'll get another just the shot. Way that, I, I hope he does. But just the way that the Jets have played down the stretch, it, it warrants the question of whether they'll retain him for next year. Yeah, I, I, I think um, – I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, but I, I, I think he, I think he'll get another shot. I do. Um, you know, he's he's a young, talented head coach, kind of like a Hugh Jackson type. And I think you know you got you know you, you look at you, I think if you look around the league, you know you look at like a Jason Garrett, right? Jason Garrett's in his sixth, seventh year as head coach. And it wasn't until the year before last that the Cowboys finally, you know, broke through and, and got into the playoffs and made some noise. And when you bring in a head coach that was a coordinator and you give him the first gig, you got to give him five years. You know, you got to give him five years. You can't do two or three years and then it doesn't work. And then you Now, there are exceptions. If, if the guy loses the team and the team isn't fighting anymore, okay, then maybe he's got to go, okay? And we've seen that happen. Um, but other than that, you got to give him, I think, four years. Give him four seasons to do something. You know, and in four seasons, if he hasn't gotten it, if you're not trending in the right direction, knocking on the door to the playoffs, you got to go. That's just my opinion. I don't know. Um, but I did want to make this one comment about Jeff Fisher. What was he thinking messing with Eric Dickerson? Nah, what, what was he thinking? I mean, that's a Hall of Famer. That's a legend. And he was speaking the truth. But, you know, you're going to make a comment like if you – something to the effect of if you um, are going to say these derogatory things about the team, then don't come here asking for stuff from the team or something along those lines. And Dickerson said, I don't want nothing from y'all. I don't want to, I don't, there ain't nothing, there's nothing you have that I can't pay for. You know, then when, then when they asked him, he tried to hem and haw, and then, you know, and then, it, just mistake, mistake, mistake. Oh, you know what I also meant, damn, I kind of wish uh, I had K-Star back. I meant to ask him, well, I, I'll ask oh, yeah. you guys. I know what you're yeah. talking about, Bradshaw. You know, yeah, yeah. buddy. yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Now that one, I'm probably gonna lead off with that one. Well, you know, when, no. when you know, and this is why not to not to air our dirty laundry. This is why it's so when you're planning a show, it's hard when people can't make it because it affects the planning. Because that was part of the plan, and then he was like, "I'm not coming." So then I'm like, "All right, well, I'm gonna get away from the Steelers talk because I don't care." Um, <laughs> but then he shows up, you know. Well, I mean, I kind of don't, but you know, then he showed up and that, you know. So, but, but, you know, since we're, you know, train. Did you hear about Bradshaw? No, I didn't. Oh, oh, see what, oh, see what man. happens. 
what happens yes, when you I get did. married and, and, you, and you're still a newlywed I don't is there's other things <laughs> that you're doing that mean that you may not be paying attention to things as much as other people are because you're busy, you know, you're, 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 you're with your new wife doing things. He's busy having pie. Yeah, he's having pie. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, okay, we can understand, you know, if you didn't hear about it. Um, can we talk but, about uh, Bradshaw, man? Go ahead. <laughs> I think I heard about it, but I just can't remember. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, we understand trade because, you know. But um, Bradshaw came out and pretty much said that Tomlin isn't a good coach and that he's more oh, of a cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very anxious to hear what Ryan Clark had to say about it because Ryan Clark played for Tomlin, won a Super Bowl with Tomlin. And uh, I actually like Ryan Clark. He's one of the few people that actually actually makes sense when he talks. Um, agreed. He makes a lot of 100% sense. 100% agree. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Will Kane makes a lot of sense. Didn't know he was a lawyer, um, but is logical. Um, you know, I, I, I think, man, I, I mean, I, I'll get to Brash on a second, but, um, Stephen A, man, I, 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 I mean, he's popular and I don't get it because he doesn't make sense most of the time. You know, like he doesn't, I, I, I just, you know, and, and what gets me about these shows is no one holds any of them accountable when they make mistakes or they lie and they say things that turn out to not be true, it just, it just, you just, it never comes up again. Every, uh, all, every show out there predicted that Jerry Jones would bring in Tony Romo and start him before the end of the season. I came on weeks ago and said, I would start Tony Romo. But Jerry Jones is not going to do it. Weeks ago, I said it. Jerry Jones isn't going to do it. I said this. Check the tape. I said I would. But I tell you, Jerry Jones won't. Jerry Jones is going to stick with Dak because Dak is winning. Period. Simple. Every show I turned on, Jerry Jones, Coach Jerry Jones, loves him some Tony Romo. You know, and he's going to start Tony. You wait and see. He's going to put Tony in. He can't wait to get Tony in there. He. Tony ain't played one snap. Ain't going to play. But yet these shows are making millions of dollars. People are watching them and buying all the products. It's just ridiculous to me. It's just ridiculous to me. But anyway, so Ryan Clark addressed it and said, there are former players. He said, Terry Bradshaw has every right to criticize Pittsburgh Steelers because he is a four-time Super Bowl champion in this organization. And when he speaks, you should listen to Terry Bradshaw. He said, there are players, former players that you see around that come around the organization. Talked about Mel Blunt. He talked about Mean Joe Green. You know, he said, there are people that you see, legends, and they're visible. Terry Bradshaw never is never there. He's like, he's never, he's never at any practices. He's never there. He said, so, so my first question is, what is he basing this on? Because he's never at a practice. He's never there. He said, so either he is uninformed 
or he's being disrespectful, or both. He said, and frankly, I think he's uninformed, and it's completely disrespectful. And so Tomlin responded and pretty much said, hey, everyone has a right to their opinion. Um, You know, what do I know? Um, Hey, I grew up a Dallas Cowboy fan, and I was a big fan of Hollywood Henderson. Now, for those of you who, who don't know this, Hollywood Henderson was a linebacker for the Cowboys. Um, actually, a very good, very good linebacker had a lot of problems. Dude actually won the the lottery twice. Long after he retired mm-hmm. from football, won the lottery mm-hmm. two times. Twice. Not just once, twice. Yeah, twice. But anyway, <laughs> twice. But anyway, he had at, back when he was competing against Bradshaw said that Bradshaw was so dumb that he couldn't spell cat if you spotted him the C and the A. <laughs> so that was Tomlin's kind of zing back. Wow. Um, so, so you know, hey, these former athletes, they get on all these shows and they feel, you know, they have their entitled to speak about organizations. These sports writers do the same thing. And what amazes me is how wrong they are. It, it's just incredible how wrong they are when they talk about these organizations, how little they truly know, and how someone like me or Dr. Train or JB or K-Star from home may know more about our organizations that we support than these superstar multi-million dollar athletes that get paid to be in the know, that could go to the stadium anytime they want, that could sit down with players and be on the inside and they don't know what we know. It's just amazing to me. So what this shows to me is a level of ineptitude. Because you can find out. Right? You can, if you want to have an opinion about a coach or a player or an organization, you have all the resources available to you to have an informed opinion. And yet you choose to have an uninformed or an inflammatory position because you're in the media. And I don't get that. I, I, it, 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 it confuses me. I don't understand. I would love, you know, I think we all have had times where we've talked about what it would be like to be on one of these major networks, to be making the money that some of these guys make. John Gruden makes about $7 million a year. And you wonder why he ain't coming back to coaching. He works three days a week. He works three days a week. He makes seven million dollars. He makes more than his brother. He makes more than his brother, who's the head coach. And he works three days a week. Okay. So we would love to be in that position. Now, granted, he's a Super Bowl champion. He, you know, he's got the pedigree. He's earned the ability to go and be on an ESPN. I, I, I get it. If, if, if I went and did Monday Night Football. Uh, um, you know, the next time, and, and they like John Gruden's out, and Big T, Commissioner T, the omniscient one from the Mad Boys is going to fill in. Okay, your ratings may not go through the roof. I get it. Everybody knows John Gruden. But my point is, all of these guys have all of these resources to be completely in the know. And they're so wrong so many times, it amazes me. It just simply amazes me. Anybody that thinks that Mike Tomlin is a cheerleader. I, 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 I mean, I, I just, oh, I just, okay, anyway, 
I'm sorry, I get angry and it ain't even my TV. Okay. It's another sign of disrespect, all right. is all. But what's the point then, of it? Dis- disrespecting these head coaches in these days is okay. That's the part that's just cracked me up. I but think the Terry thing, I don't understand. How, how do you disrespect? Guys, how many how many Super Bowls has Tomlin won? Two? Two. Um, <laughs> Dude, he didn't come in. He didn't come right. in and just do nothing. You know, he right. actually right. came in and, and took the team somewhere. You know, well, as a head coach, Tomlin, not... as a head coach, Tomlin has won. He's been to two, but as a head coach, he has won. Ben won one under Cower and one under Tomlin. Okay, pedigree is, is actually still there. It's like it's oh, he's been to two Super Bowls, right? He's been to two, and, and that's what and I don't absolutely. understand. You got a, you got a Super Bowl winning coach, a coach who's been to multiple Super Bowls. And and I would ask the same question that Ryan Clark is asking, and and I I appreciate his honesty and his integrity and the way he analyzes games because I listen to him, Mike and Mike, and and he speaks with thought, and I enjoy listening to him. Why? Where is it coming from? Because if you're not there at the practices or the games and on the sidelines like like Dickerson try to be, where is it coming from? Where are you getting this information from? And if you really have nothing to base it on, why bother saying it? You're already on Fox. People already know you see your face every Sunday. So what what else are you trying to add to your repertoire where you don't really need to add anything? You're just going to make yourself look foolish. Yeah, and that's, that's, you know, as I watch uh, First Take and Undisputed, um, I, I you know Skip Bayless hasn't changed one one bit. I you know to me why can't ESPN sue Fox for knockoff? I mean the show is identical. It is the same show. It is there is no difference. It is identical. One fist bumps, the other handshakes. Other than that, it, and 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 if you even listen to the introduction on Undisputed. They used the term embrace debate, which was coined by ESPN for first take. I don't understand. To me, if I was first, I'd be suing the heck out of them. That copyright infringement. You, you just took our show and called it a different name. I mean, if you took, if you took any other show, if, if CBS took a show and called it Kingdom instead of Empire, <laughs> right, and got, and got different actors and different <laughs> – Right? You know what I'm saying? If they, they get sued. You can't I like do that. that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kingdom, right? Instead of Empire. Right? It. And instead of Terrence Howard, it was Terrence Floyd. You know, right? And, um, you know, oh, man. instead of Taraji, it was, I don't know, Halle Berry or somebody like that. You know, you know, you know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know. So I, I don't get it, but anyway. But again, I, I know I get off on a tangent because I watch these shows because um, I, I'm there are people on them I like to hear. I like Ryan Clark. I like Will Kane. Uh, I think Max Kellerman is pretty good. I don't love him, but I think he's pretty good. Stephen A is entertaining, but when he but but there are times that he just he he makes me sick to my stomach. Um, the, the fake cowboy fan, um, Skip Bayless, is a fake cowboy fan. Uh, he, he knows nothing about the cowboys. 
He wants to claim that they're his team because he used to cover them 30 years ago, and he wrote books about Jerry Jones. He's persona non grata at Texas Stadium. He doesn't go to Texas Stadium. He doesn't interview them anymore. He's not welcomed down in Dallas. That's a fact. He doesn't know anything about what really goes on in that building. And yet he talks like he's still well-connected. And it's, it, it, it irritates me because I like, like, the Cowboys have a podcast that I listen to, okay? And sometimes, you know, these, these are guys that work for the organization, right, that, that are there. They go to practice. They're talking to, to Garrett, the head coach, and, and Rod Marinelli and Linehan, and they're talking to the players. And then they come and they do the show, and they inform us fans as to what's going on. And so I hear this, and then I turn on, you know, Undisputed, and I hear something totally, like, out of whack. And I'm sitting there like, where the hell did you get that from? It ain't true. It just, it, 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 it irritates me because what happens is, is you get the fans that listen, that aren't informed, and they take that as gospel. And then oh, you're God, sending yeah. a fan base down a path that they don't need to go down. Like, for instance, an easy one. Tony Romo is not going to start any games unless Dak Prescott gets hurt, period. Tony Romo could – there is if, – if the Cowboys go up 42 to nothing against Philly and it's the third or fourth quarter, it is possible that Romo could get in there, but unlikely. It's unlikely. They feel that Tony has played enough games where if they need him to come in off the bench, he'll be fine. He might be a tad rusty, won't take him long to work through it. He's been in the league long enough. He knows the system. He knows the personnel. We ain't worried about it. They feel that Dak Prescott needs as many reps as he can get. As he still, and Jay hit it perfectly, I completely agree with Jay's assessment of the offense. Went downfield more. We see every week it looks like they're adding a little bit more, opening it up, you know, and, and, and that's a good thing. Well, you, you get better by playing when you're a rookie. So he's going to be playing. He's going to play Sunday. Okay, Cowboy Nation, Romo ain't playing. That's playing. Okay, Period. But you watch these shows, it's like, is Romo going to play? You know, would you bring Romo in? What would you do? It don't matter what you would do. He ain't playing. That's it. I still that's think it's a good train. What would you do, T? I was just about to say, that's it. That's it, train. What would you do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I, I'd actually, I wouldn't start him, but I'd play at some point in the game. I, I definitely, I definitely play him. Okay. I, I just, you know, get it, get him out there, get him wet. I mean, the win or win or lose, the game to me does not matter at all. So I, I definitely get him on the field to do something. Okay. JB, what would you do? No, I wouldn't. You are um, Jason. You're just not Jason Garrett. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't, and and I'm gonna tell you why. I wouldn't have him out there unless I need to have him out there. And the reason why I say that is because one, you're taking reps away from 
from Prescott that he's going to need. Two, he does have a history of being injured, and he is a, a very high asset that you have on the table right now. Uh, he's been in the league long enough where he doesn't need to get in there and, and knock off some rust. He, there's really not a whole lot of rust that he has. Um, three, and lastly, I don't want to open up a can of worms about folks saying, oh, well, he's on the field, so now we got a quarterback controversy. He's not going down that path again. There's no controversy. It is what it is. I'm not about to go down that road again. Yeah, I, I, I agree with JB. And the one thing I will add is I don't, I, I don't think putting Romo in for meaningless snaps, I, I don't think he deserves that. I just I, I think he's better than that. I don't I can't I wouldn't do that to him. I'm not gonna put him in you know, you do that to to a backup, right? And Romo is holding the position as backup, but Romo lost his job due to injury. He didn't lose it. This isn't Fitzpatrick and, you know, E. J. Manuel and Geno Smith and you know what I mean? This this is a guy who didn't lose it because he played poorly. He got hurt. And when he was ready to come back Unfortunately for him, there was another guy playing lights out, and so he didn't get his job back. I, I, I am now not going to do that to him, a veteran, and everything that he has done for this organization, I'm going to stick him in week 17 for the last quarter because I want to get him some reps. I wouldn't do that to the man. I just I wouldn't. Meaningless, meaningless handoffs and maybe a couple of passes. I just, I think, I, I think, now, now, if Dak got hurt, and heaven forbid, I'm not wishing this, obviously. If it was a situation where Dak was hurt, let's just assume that Sanchez is, is dressed. Okay, because Sanchez has been active. But let's assume all three of them are dressed. Dak gets hurt like a car or a Mariota. Like, it's looking bad. All right, I may put a Romo in there. Because now it's looking like this is about to be your team again. My, my man got hurt. And it's not looking good. We had to put a walking boot, air boot on them and wheel them out of here like these guys, and it ain't looking good. Come on, Tony. We need to get you in there. Now, these aren't meaningless snaps now because now we're looking at in two weeks, you're starting. We, we, we are projecting that you may be the starter in two weeks. If that's not the situation, leave Romo on the sideline. He'll be ready. He will be, trust me, he, if there's a situation plus where he needs to come in, he will be ready. I guarantee, I, as The Rock would say, I guarantee it. <laughs> All right. What else we got here? Looking at the, let's see, maybe five Raiders. Oh, yeah, I meant to ask this question. I, I kind of already answered it. But let me go to train on this one. Uh, we talked about a little bit with K-Star and the power rankings. K-Star left the Raiders off the power rankings because he said, yeah, they're done. Um, you put them on the par rankings out of respect for their schedule. Are we all saying that they're done? Or no. do you think that with this quarterback, and I want Jay to chime in because Jay may know more about this guy from college as well. I don't know anything about him, but I'm asking first. Do you, do you think the Raiders are just done? Uh, yes. I do. <laughs> I'm um, choked on my water. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did want to respect their record. I didn't want to just cast them out of, out of there. And I, know, I understand. I'm sorry. He was their MVP. He truly was. You know, they, you saw the growth in that dude. You saw how well he was playing. 
he had hurts that team. And true enough, uh, McGloin has, you know, he's been with the team for, for a hot second. Um, he's not David Carr. He didn't beat out David Carr for the quarterback job. I don't know if he even had the opportunity, but he's not better than David Carr, period. So, um, yeah. Okay. JB, any different opinion? Are you there same spot? No, not quite. Uh, are they the same team without Carr? Obviously not. Right, that goes without saying. But Jack Del Rio is a pretty damn good coach. And I think they'll be able to formulate some type of game plan to maximize whatever McGloin's uh, positive attributes are to try and put the, the team in the best situation possible. Not to mention the Raiders' defense, although it doesn't get mentioned a lot, isn't a bad defense. Uh, so it, it may not be the aerial assault that we're accustomed to seeing. We might see these games be a grind-out games, but they are – 12 and 3, or whatever the record is, I think it was 12 and 3. 12 and 3 for a reason, and it's a lot of it has to do with Carr, but not 100%. I still give him a chance just because that that team from top to bottom is a damn good one. So it's going to be tough, but I, I still give him a shot. Who, who right, is you, he you do know the first round? That's, that's really kind of what it boils down. What, what it boils down. Let's, just, let's, let's give it a real scenario. Matchup. Who's their first round team? Yeah, who's their matchup? Well, like, I mean, we don't know be yet because. Settled. Well, we no, they're 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 in line for our number two seed, so no way to know who they will play. Okay, let's go. They, they let's could go be a number two. two. They could fall to a five. <laughs> they, no, they they're 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 going to finish it. They're going to finish it too because the Chiefs the Chiefs can't catch up. Not enough wins, so they're going to finish. They're going to finish at at least two. Let's just say they finish at two. Patriots win one. You know they want that home seed. You don't see Belichick being, uh, losing that. Okay. Uh, two to six. Who's the sixteen? Who do they play? Three will play six. So Steelers will host whoever the sixth team is. Oh, okay. So I see what you're saying. Considering next Which round probably is going to be Miami right now. Probably right. Miami. Yeah. And, and, and if the, okay, go ahead. So then two. So if if three won, they'd go and play two. If six won, six would go and play one. So um, well, they got a high chance that the first game will be against the Steelers. Could be against the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all done. Um, <laughs> I just want to. I just keep it real. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and Jay. And Darrell's not a bad coach, but you know he's he's a defensive guy. Um, I, I don't mm-hmm. know exactly. I don't even yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about this quarterback. So he's got to show me. Um, but you know what I what I find amazing again, and I guess I'm on a roll today talking about these analysts. But um, you know, let's let's keep it real, man. I mean, there's a reason that Carr was the starter and this guy was the backup. You know, That's and so talking about. Right. You know what I mean? So while we can all agree, let's wait and see. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, hey, show me. It's show me league. But until you show me, he's the backup. And I'm not going to have – just like, hey, not frankly, again, bringing up my Cowboys, but in the beginning, I didn't have a lot of faith in Dak in the beginning as far as, you know, um, 
doing what he did, did I think he could win a couple of games? Absolutely. But I had no idea. I don't think any, anybody who thinks that they thought that Dak would be 13-2 and two right now, they're lying. They're lying. Yep. Nobody thought that. Okay? So, hey, maybe this guy goes in and lights it up and becomes the, the next big thing in the NFL. That's anything is possible. But the reality is there's a reason that Carr was the starter playing very well, mind you, MVP consideration, not just the starter, but like, you know, on the verge of superstar level and better than his brother, his older brother, tell you that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think when these guys talk about, you know, well, not you, JP, but some of these guys on TV talking about, well, you know, this guy can do this and this guy can do that. Well, okay, but where are you getting that from? <laughs> you know, because yeah, I, I haven't should. seen. I I tell you right now, he came out of Penn State. He'd been in the league about three, four years, and it wasn't like he was a huge hot commodity coming out of Penn State. So that's why when I say it, I'm not so much saying, "Oh yeah, he can come in and pick up where he left off." I'm thinking these other cats around him are going to have to pick up the slack to get this team a W. It's not going to be because of him. I don't believe because I haven't seen anything even when he was at Penn State that made me think, "Oh yeah, dude, gonna get in the NFL. He gonna light it up." It's everybody else around him has got to pick it up. Well, and I think the other thing is he is replacing a good quarterback. I mean, I think in Miami, frankly, I never believed in Tannehill. And I've always thought Matt Moore had talent. Matt Moore was in the Cowboys system for a little while. Okay. Yeah, they're trying um, to get him back. Yeah. So I, I'm not surprised that Matt Moore's showing a little something over there. There's not that big of a drop-off, in my opinion, from a Tannehill to a Moore as there is to a Carr and a, a McGloin. There, there's True. a huge drop-off there. So this guy, you know, I, I mean, anything he's able to do, God bless him. But, yeah, I, you know, sorry, Chuck, if you're listening. But, <laughs> uh, which kind, you know, I mean, I shouldn't even be laughing because I tweeted this. I tweeted this on Sunday or Saturday. I said, I said, you know, this is why we have the best situation or something like that. I said, because you see these two quarterbacks go down and, you know, if, if Dak were to go down, we've got an all pro, you know, certainly a ring of honor, you know, he's going to be in the Cowboys ring of honor. I I don't think he's a little shy for hall of fame consideration at this point, but he's definitely, you know, cowboy legend, Tony Romo. And, you know, he's been successful. So, you know, we're in good shape to absorb a loss like that. There aren't many teams that are, though. You know, you lose your top quarterback, you in trouble in most of the NFL. Maybe the Patriots show they can go 3-1 and one without Brady. Um, that's good. Who else, in, who else going into the playoffs can sustain that kind of a loss? Not many. So, anywho. Yeah. So, yeah, um, well, and I and I tweeted out, too. I said the role for Brady just got easier when, when Mariota and Carr went down, and I was specific on Carr. Um, it's too bad because Raiders are having a great season. Uh, but you yeah, never know what's going to happen. This, this, you know, that's, this is why they play the game. So I'm, I'm curious to see how the Raiders play without having Carr there. This is going to be interesting to watch. And 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 not to not to you know something James just made me say, I have to, I have to say this. Um, 
I have no pity for Kevin Durant. None. Okay. I I I said, hey, you know what? You want to go and jump ship and go play with the super team? I said, when they when they signed him in Golden State, I said, people don't seem to understand that the super team concept in the NBA doesn't work. Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying that because they lost this one game on Sunday that it's over. But I'm saying is you would think on paper that Golden State should win 75 games and should blow through Cleveland by 20 points. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. I'm sorry. I just need to throw that out there. I just had to throw that out there because I can. But anyway, um, bottom line is this. I think Pittsburgh is going to make it tough. I think that um, Kansas City is showing me some stuff on offense that I haven't seen from them before that could make it tough. Um, But I just can't see anybody in the AFC beating the Patriots. Can't. As long as Brady is Brady, which thus far Brady is Brady, I don't see anybody beating the Patriots again. I think the Patriots will be going and – I think this will be – this could be number seven, Super Bowl number seven. They get back. They played six. Brady has been to six, won four, lost two to the Giants. Is that fair? Is that correct? Since with, with Belichick, you're talking about? Yeah, Brady and Belichick. Yeah, yeah. Been yep. to six, yeah, won four, lost two to the Giants. Yep. So this will be Super Bowl number seven. Yeah, Um yeah, and in, in NFC, I think it'll be a little more competitive, but we'll see what my Cowboys are able to do. But I, I just don't think anybody's going to be able to beat the Patriots. And that's that's where I'm at. Anyway, all right. Um, I think we covered everything, gentlemen. I think uh, I don't think we missed out on anything. And even got a little guest appearance from K-Star. So I think we're good. Um, all right, um, final thoughts. Uh, JB, anything you want to add? Any final thoughts? It's just funny going on NFL.com. Marcel Darius it mentioned Rex Ryan's defense was too complicated. Uh, that's interesting. I just thought I'd throw that little tidbit out there. Um, final thought. I've heard that before. I've heard yeah. that before. Yeah, yeah Rob Ryan. Yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah, Rob Ryan. Rob 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 was a cowboy defensive coordinator, and I heard yep. that that is just too complicated. So yeah, heard that before. Uh, that's interesting. Oh well, they no more complications there. He's not there anymore. Uh, final thoughts. Like I said, last game of the season. Um, still some spots left to be had. Uh, going to pay huge attention to what I feel would be the game of the week: Green Bay and, and Detroit. Oh yeah, Look, looking looking forward to that one, and um, I will enjoy it at least seeing the, uh, the highlights if I can't see it in its entirety. So, um, And just gearing up for the playoffs and talking about matchups and looking forward to that as well. And Happy New Year. All right. Uh, Dr. Trey. Yeah, same here with that matchup. And, and just know there's still a scenario where uh, either Green Bay or, or Detroit losing that game and they both could still make the playoffs. There's, that scenario does exist. It all depends on what Tampa Bay does, and I believe 
the Redskins are still in the shot. Or not in the shot. It's, I know Tampa Bay and, and someone else that has eight wins. Redskins are still mathematically alive. It, 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 they need about seven things to go right to get into the playoffs, but they are mathematically right. alive. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, that's that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, other than that, I will say, man, rest in peace, Princess Leia. Uh, Carrie Fisher made a made a four three litter, and that's uh, I'm a fan favorite of Star Wars, so that's uh, that's that that's a little sad. Um, but you definitely need to take better care of yourself. She was at the young age of sixty, um, so she's a sixty year old. So. Um, other than that, uh, my team had a pathetic showing on um, past Saturday. Normally, I won't start watching the game, but I literally stopped watching the game right at right at the beginning of the third quarter. Yeah, it was it was it was too hard to watch. So, looking forward to next season. That'll be my same message. There you go. Next week. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, well, uh, happy New Year to right, y'all, man. and uh, looking forward to these bowl games, man. These college games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, you know, one other RIP to throw out there, George Michael, um, you know, wham. And, you know, um, you know, these are, these are, you know, when you talk about star Wars and you talk about, um, George Michael, I mean, you know, these are things I grew up with, you know, especially George Michael, he was only a few years older than me. Um, you know, so I mean, when I was in high school, hearing Wham and all of that, you know, and you know, not 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 completely my choice of music, but it was music that I would hear pretty regularly. And some of the songs were actually pretty good, you know. Um, I, I I I was telling a story about how um, I, I I knew he played for the other team long before he came out and admitted it, and they <laughs> called him. He I, I, they said that. Well, they they called him a sex symbol. You know, I was a young man and like, oh, he's a sex symbol. And I said, to who? <laughs> he, he's sweet. You know, and I'm not not. Please, please, sports fans, don't don't mistake my comments for judgment. Hey, do your thing. I don't. Yeah, you know, what do I care? You know. But you know, it was like it was like I I I was only telling the story because uh, one of the Christmas songs. There's a Christmas song that he did that I really like, and it came on. And then later on that day, he was dead. But I was I was actually saying about how they were like, oh, he's one of the newest sex symbols. And I'm like, well, he he's he's sweet. <laughs> how can they call him a sex symbol? And then like years later, he came out of the closet and he admitted, yeah, I'm gay. You know, and I'm like, well, okay, but what took everybody so long? You know, like, um, but you know, the music, you know. Um, Good music, and um, somebody posted, and I, and I was like, I had to laugh. I would hate to be a celebrity right now because you know they say things happen in threes, right? So you had George Michael, Carrie Fisher. So, you know, if you believe in that, you know, is is it going to be a third person? Um, well, so, technically there uh, was. Uh, I don't know if you remember comedian Ricky Harris. He was on Def Comedy Jam quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, I remember. He, um, yeah, but he's not on. Yeah, yeah but he wouldn't be. I, I know, know he, that's he's not enough. mainstream, but. No, you're not mainstream. We're talking about mainstream. Like, everybody know Princess Leia. You know what I mean? Even if you weren't a Star Wars fan, you know Princess Leia in the bun. And, you know, mm-hmm. I just got to say, mm-hmm. there was a time with Princess Leia. And, well, anyway, that's the story. We'll tell, tell that story off. <laughs> off, off your name, off. Yeah. Mm, boy, the, 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 the bun. But anyway, um, 
<laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, but listen, um, on the football, um, we are at the last regular game of the season. It did fly by. Christmas has just passed. New Year's. I hope everyone, you know, uh, I don't know if anybody, has, you guys have any New Year's Eve plans? You got your first New Year's Eve with your wife trained. You guys going out? You staying in? Well, what's up? Well, we'll be out with um, with family. One of one of the, um, the cousins are having a New Year's Eve thing over here, so we'll be out with family. Looking okay. forward to it. Always fun. Okay, JB. You know, you 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 know. I know you already got a house full, so you out or you in New Year's Eve? Um, you know, that's a good question. I really could care less. I got Olivia, so I don't care where I'm at. I got her with me, so that's all all I need. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing either. I, I honestly couldn't tell you guys, which is unusual for me. Normally by now it's booked, it's planned, it's paid for, and it's a matter of showing up. But um, that's not the case this year. So um, whatever it is, I hope everybody's safe. We're at the end of the football season. New Year's is coming up. Um, Saturday night, we've got football on Sunday, and then next week is playoffs. So we're here. Um, I, am, I, I feel for Dr. Train. But I was where Dr. Train was a year ago, and I'm glad to not be there this year. I'm glad to actually not only have something. <laughs> not only do we have something to play for, we're actually like I was watching one of the shows today, and they gave us uh, they gave the Patriots 40 percent chance of winning the Super Bowl, the Falcons an 18 percent chance of winning the Super Bowl, and the Cowboys a 14 percent chance of winning the Super Bowl. And I'm like, well, hey, at least we're on the list, you know? I'll take it. So. Um, We'll go into January with something to play for. So, hey, you know, uh-huh. it's been a great – I was in that boat too, great, bro. Yeah, man. It's been a great season of football. It's been a, really a lot of great games, and I think the playoffs are going to be phenomenal. So, um, listen, looking forward to next week. We'll have playoff matchups. We're going to go through each game in depth, look at the lineups, who's playing, who's not, make some predictions, talk about how we see things. And, you know – Hey, you guys can check out all them other shows if you want. But if you want the real scoop, if you want the real skinny, you got to come over here to the Mad Voice and check us out. And if you like us, you know, hey, cool. Tell, you know, keep tuning in. Like the page. Check out the show. If you don't like us, uh, okay, then the hell with you. Then I don't care. And um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you don't like us, shoot me a message. Tell me why, and we'll try to do better. So, hey, for Dr. Train, for JB, and for K-Star, thank you all for tuning in. We will see you next Tuesday night. And remember, getting close to playoff time where all feuds will be settled on the field. Good night, everybody.